I'm James Milley. And I'm Alex Mito. And this is The Artist Business Plan, your favorite weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs, hosted by Superfine Art Fair. What's going on, business artists? Welcome to Artspiration, a special segment on the Artist Business Plan, where we highlight an artist from the Superfine community and talk to them about what is working for them, tips and tricks for other artists, and what they're excited about. What's special about this episode is that these Artspiration guests started out as ABP listeners, just like all of you out there. So they know how to apply Artist Business Plan tips to work for them and boost their own art careers. If you don't know me by now, my name is James Milley. I am the managing partner and co-founder of Superfine Art Fair, the most widespread art fair for artists in the U.S., and one of the top resources for all things art, artists, and marketing of your art. On this Artspiration episode, we have Emily Strolson here with us on the mic. Emily is going to share some awesome tips with you today on how she activated her artist business plan and how you can too. I don't know about you, but I am so excited to hear what she has to say. But first, I've got an amazing offer here just for you ABP listeners. Artists, have you ever felt anxious, alone, and not sure about the next move for your career? Good news, those days are over. For nearly six years, we've taken thousands of hours to develop the best art fair model for artists out there. Superfine art fairs have helped hundreds of artists just like you take control of their careers, build relationships with collectors, and create the art income and freedom that you deserve. For a limited time, we are offering you the chance to not only get a great discount on your booth, but also appear on this very podcast as a special guest, reaching thousands of artists, art influencers, collectors, and arts professionals every day. To find out how you can take advantage of this incredible opportunity, just visit www.superfine.world offer to learn more. We can't wait to welcome you to the Superfine community and start helping you sell more art today. All right, so we are back here with Emily Strolson, and we are ready to change the way that you think about your art career. Emily Strolson is an abstract painter. Her art focuses on the exploration of patterns tied to emotions, specifically seeing similarities in celebrations and conflict within natural cycles as well as life experiences. The work itself is unstructured, spontaneous, and abstract, featuring intense colors. Strolson draws from her personal experiences, current events, the natural world, and love for other cultures to create her work. She believes that there is an interconnectedness amongst people and the environment. Moreover, that our relationships with each other and the world we live in is paramount to the way in which we experience life. Welcome to the Artist Business Plan, Emily. Thank you. That was such a nice introduction. Your work is great. And I think that that very much explains it well. If uh, if everyone out there listening doesn't already have a, a, a visual of it in their heads, go check out Emily's work now. Now, before we dive into it, Emily, I, I want to ask you something to help our listeners get to know the real you, a little tradition that is on the artist business plan. What is the earliest memory that you have of art? Earliest memory. Okay, here we go. Early 80s, sitting in the swivel chair in my kitchen. People who know me from growing up probably remember those chairs. And my mom's making dinner. I have my 8 by 10 piece of paper painting grass. So imagine that like large rectangle green on the bottom, which is classic for a five or six or seven-year-old to do. And um, my mom coming behind me and taking the brush and dipping it in the green 
and then making that vertical hatch mark so it feels textured and looks like grass and just suddenly, you know, seeing that it looks like grass and just having that aha moment that I think many painters and artists cycle through when they finally reach that moment in their work. I have another memory, actually, and since I'm middle-aged, I'm going to throw it in there. I was 21, and my mom and I spent a week in Paris together, and I remember her coming up behind me at, like, Musée d'Orsay, Orangerie, and Giverny, and she would just give me these incredible narratives about whatever painting I was looking at, telling me about their style and how it relates to history, and so that really just launched me into this love of art. And then I went, you know, back to college, had amazing professors who mentored me along the way. I I love both of those stories. And I love how kind of having this aha moment when you were young of, you know, it's sort of like, okay, first step is, is uh, walking and then, and then babbling and talking and then discovering art. It's very cool that you had this, this moment where it's like, oh, I understand what's going on here. I'm able to represent things around me using paint. I, I think that's really, really cool and such a nice story. And I, I also uh, always love <laughs> stories that in, include, uh, you know, French museums. So <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you for sharing with this. It already gives me, you know, a picture of what inspires you and, and kind of like where your art uh, stems from. So thank you for that. I also just wanted to add, I feel like this comes up a lot that, you know, people have artists in their families. And I don't know if the scientists have some kind of genetic marker for it or what, but (laughs) my grandmother was a painter. I have her, my great grandmother, I'm sorry, I never met her, but she was a painter and I have her watercolors in my studio and in my home. You know, my mom studied art history. I studied art history. I'm a painter. I was an art teacher. My daughter loves art. She's incredibly creative. And I just, you know, I think these things run in families and you're just so fortunate if your family supports you in your artistic path. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. Uh, besides, you know, I'm a photographer, uh, but besides that, I also love playing piano. I got that from my mom. She she plays piano all the time. So um, yeah, I, I definitely think it runs in the family, like having having that creative gene, so to speak. So Emily, as an artist, Community is, is of course, so important. First of all, welcome to the Superfine community. Um, and we're so happy to have you here. Why do you think that getting involved with art organizations is a valuable tool in any artist's life? And what are some organizations that you would recommend yourself? Well, first of all, thank you. I'm so excited to be a part of the Superfine community. It's really exciting. And I'm looking forward to exhibiting this fall in D.C., my hometown, As far as art organizations go, I mean, I think especially in these COVID times where community has sort of become even more important to us, you know, we weren't traveling like we were before COVID and joining communities, community art organizations are really helpful for artists. I am the vice chair of CHART, it's uh, chevychaseart.org, and basically you're just immediately immersed with a range of artists from hobbyists to emerging artists to, you know, guru artists who've been doing this for 40 years. Um, You'll be exposed to speakers and critique groups and just sort of this natural conversation that happens among artists about, you know, upcoming shows and organizing your time and your practice. And if you're lucky, you can find a mentor in these groups. And I feel like that's really essential for emerging artists. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think having a mentor is such a really valuable opportunity for an artist, you know, not always assuming that you have to know everything yourself and figure it out on your own, but actually, you know, taking, taking guidance from someone else is, uh, is huge. Um, could you, could you say the, uh, the name of the link again, um, that you mentioned? Oh, sure. It's www.chevychaseart.org. And if you live in the Washington DC area, and you're an artist or even just an art appreciator, you can join, um, just go onto our website. It's a modest fee and there's just so much going on there. We used to do, well, we do an annual art walk, but because of COVID, we couldn't have people in each other's houses. And so we pivoted like the rest of the world and we made it a pop-up in a parking lot. (laughs) We did it two weeks ago. It was awesome. We had 18 artists, you know, we did six feet apart. We had masks. It was just everything that we wanted to hit as a mission for our organization in terms of like educating people about art and celebrating art. And, you know, all of a sudden you find that there's all these artists in your community. And sometimes, you know, we're really distracted by life and going places. And it's just been a real awakening how many artists are just, you know, a few blocks away. So I highly recommend joining our group and, um, you know, welcome aboard. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I do know that there's uh, quite a few artists who listen to the Artist Business Plan from the DC area. So uh, definitely we'll include that link in the show notes uh, for this episode. So if you live in the DC area out there, definitely, uh, I highly recommend joining uh, and wherever you live, community and, you know, taking advantage of the organizations around you that can help you be connected with the other artists in your area. I mean, it's it's such a good place to start, especially if you're you know, wondering what the next step of your career is, it's, it's a good step to focus on. And then just, I wanted to add, um, there's also national organizations. So there's something like the women's caucus of art that has chapters all over the country. Um, so, you know, you can get involved both locally and then nationally as well. Absolutely. Um, and we'll include a link to that one as well in the show notes. Now, Emily, my next question for you, So proper planning is the most important step in taking your art career to the next level. What are some daily practices that you incorporate into your own artist business plan? I post on Instagram daily. It's not something that I feel is my nature to be into social media, and I have pushed myself to do it, but the response has been tremendous. I have connected with people locally and then nationally and really have gotten my work out there. Um, I follow other artists and collectors and galleries and fairs, and it's just been a tremendous part of my business. It also gives people a sense to see me and the way I see the world. I think artists have a unique aesthetic sense, and you get sort of a window into what I see. I love photography, so I think my images are pretty strong, and um, my process as an artist, you can kind of I feel like when you go to a show, you see everything done. And then Instagram is more of how I'm getting to that point. And then also I have a studio in the attic and I go there every day, anything from like 30 minutes to three or four hours, even if I'm just sketching or wiring frames, organizing stuff to, you know, having like a solid three hour painting time. Often during that creative time, I'm doing things like listening to podcasts, the artist <laughs> or art angle. Especially the artist business plan. <laughs> Especially the artist business plan. And, you know, I'm getting this 
it's just so important to foster your creativity and be in your space. And um, that's certainly like a, a very spiritual time for me, that creative side. And then I'm also having to switch to the other side of my brain and, you know, think about the business and the planning and what comes next. And I think some artists are really rooted in the cre- creative side and then struggle a bit with the business side. Some people are really good at the business side and struggle the creative. And I'm just every day I'm thinking about trying to make that balance between the two. And then um, if I have a show coming up, that's always on my mind, you know, what kind of body of work am I going to produce and where do I want to go with it? So those are just things that I do daily. And since I'm the vice chair of this organization chart, I'm either sending a text, an email, you know, talking to a artist member or board member, you know, seeing one of them. That is just, that's also part of my daily practice. I really like you mentioned balance giving time to nurture both the creative and business side of your art. Going back to what you were saying about Instagram, first of all, just kind of making it part of your daily routine, even if it isn't something that comes naturally to you or something that you do for fun. You know, if it's part of your business as an artist, you know, just take some time for it the same way that you would to like answer emails or or something that you don't necessarily enjoy, but is part of what's getting you to where you want um, in your career. And also I, I really like what you mentioned about how you use Instagram as sort of a means to achieve the things that you're looking for in the meantime, as you're working towards something like an exhibition. So it's a way to keep inspired in the meantime. It's a way to connect with other artists or other art industry professionals as you're working towards kind of like this big goal of an exhibition and, you know, whatever it is for you artists listening out there, just having this like thing that you're working towards, but in the meantime, uh, using the tools for your daily art business practice, so to speak. What are some business tactics that have really worked for you in your journey as an artist? I'm just a very honest person. I think you see what you get with me and I tend to be I think I'm pretty friendly. I enjoy personal connections with people. So I think I have the type of work or maybe every artist feels this way. You know, you see it and and you can just fall in love with something and it just strikes you. And I just try to foster that connection. I mean, usually somebody's just like, I love that. I want it. And I'm like, okay, great. You know, <laughs> um, It's yours. <laughs> and, um, but sometimes, you know, they're like, I really love it. Can you just hold on to it for me for a little while? And I'm like, sure. No problem. And I'm not uncomfortable following up. I don't think it's, I'm not overbearing, but I'll just be like, Hey, you know, I know you said you're interested just following up. And so that's one thing that I do. And then I really try to price reasonably because I feel like art is accessible or it should be accessible to people. I feel that art is wellness. And so, you know, nobody wants to be bamboozled in wellness and art is wellness. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I love that you started out with the fact that you're a very honest person. And I think that there's no better place besides actually meeting you in person um, than a podcast (laughs) to kind of get a sense of you as a person. You have this this very positive energy that sure helps you, you know, make those personal connections that take your career to the next level, like you're saying. And yeah, you know, things like following up, you know, artists, you should definitely not be afraid to follow up. You don't want to be overbearing, like Emily said, 
you know, having the right pattern of like, okay, this many days have gone by, I'm going to follow up. That could be the difference. A lot of the times it is between selling a painting and not selling a painting. Personally recommend for artists out there to actually use a CRM for your own art, which is basically a way to track those things. When you send an email, um, it reminds you to follow up at the right time because, you know, it's, it's one thing to bother someone too much, but also it's not good to think that you're going to follow up and then you just totally forget. So (laughs) definitely recommend using something, even just like a calendar reminder, like, Hey, you know, this person is interested. I'm going to send them a follow up four days and then, and then do that. And I also follow up with gallery owners or consultants or other people that are expressing and, you know, in the industry who are expressing interest and, Sometimes like if a couple people are interested in a piece, you know, I go to the first person who expressed interest and follow up with them. Like I really try to be fair and honest about it. Uh, absolutely. And being fair and honest is going to get you get you places. So it's uh <laughs> even if it seems like you need to push in ways that that you shouldn't with your career to get places. Um, just being honest, authentic, and sincere from the start, that's going to ultimately get you to that place that you want to be. What is one more word of advice that you would give to our listeners? Something for them to do right now to start revving up their careers in a big way. Invest in yourself. I mean, if you had a good year in 2020, which I think a lot of artists did, um, everyone was home, they were renovating, they were redecorating. So if 2020 was a good year, congratulations, you were very lucky. And now make 2021 a good year. Like try to meet those same goals you had from last year. I definitely set goals for the year and then I kind of break them up by seasons and then identify tasks to complete in order to meet meet those benchmarks. You know, art is very, it's a tough business to get into. Um, You've got to be thick skinned. It ebbs and flows. You can have a great show and be euphoric, then you can have not so great show and you just got to keep going and really think of it, at least for me, I think of it in terms of a year. What do I want to be at at the end of this year? Okay, great. I met it. Let's do it in the next year and the next year and just keep beefing up your goals and um, sticking with it and not giving up. Also joining an art organization like <laughs> Chart, that is the best. You'll meet other artists, <laughs> you, they'll back you up. And um, they'll just keep you moving forward. If you find your path getting a little wandering, they'll set you straight. And um, it'll just inspire you to get more eyes on your work. Yeah, absolutely. Artists, invest in yourself. Set your goals by year and then break it down even further by season. I really like that. And then even further by creating smaller tasks that are going to help you reach those benchmarks, like Emily said, for each season and ultimately for the year. Lastly, join an art organization to help you get to those goals. Absolutely, Emily. Thank you so much. To to all of you business artists out there, Emily has been here with us today sharing her amazing perspective. Uh, You can listen to this episode and all of our past podcasts on our website at www.superfine.world. To connect with Emily, you can follow her at Emily Strolson on Instagram and Twitter, and also visit www.emilystrolson.com. All of those links will be in the show notes. 
And as always, remember that we are at Superfine Art Fair on Instagram. We always appreciate a share whenever you're listening to and enjoying the artist business plan. And once again, we would really appreciate it if you could take just a moment of your time to write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Those ratings and reviews are so critical in helping other artists, entrepreneurs, just like yourselves, find us. As always, I would like to wrap up the class by sharing a quick quote with you all. This quote is by Florence Nightingale. And the quote is, I attribute my success to this. I never gave or took any excuse. It has been such a pleasure having you here with us today. Thank you for sharing your perspective with our listeners. And for that, we are so grateful. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. I, I totally agree. Everyone else, have an awesome rest of your day. And remember to stay on top of your artist business plan, get out there and make it happen. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Artist Business Plan, a weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs brought to you by Superfine Art Fair. Hosted by Superfine CEO Alex Mito and co-founder slash professional artist James Milley, join us and leaders in the art, marketing, and business arenas each week for tips, tricks, and value bombs designed to help you thrive and sell more art. For more information on applying to Superfine Art Fair, as well as recordings of this and all of our past podcasts, just visit www.superfine.world. We'd love to hear what you have to say, so just follow us on Instagram at superfineartfair and shoot us a message to let us know you're listening. Looking for a more personal connection or want to exhibit at an upcoming fair? Just shoot us an email at artistsmakingmoney@superfine.world at and we'll get right back to you. That's artistsmakingmoney@superfine.world. at superfine.world.